Very good. You're singing well this morning. I think loud enough, but obviously the song disagrees. Uh, hey, get ready to hear from uh, the Word. Nathan's going to come and preach for us this morning. We're starting a new series. Uh, they can sit down, can't they, Nathan? You can be seated. <laughs> you got to obey the chain of command, you know? So, actually, why don't you just, don't, you don't need to stand, but just, uh, just join with me as we welcome Nathan to come and preach this morning. Thank you. Very kind. I just love that. Just stand there and things just appear in front of you. Ooh, that's about to slide off. That would be an expensive mistake. Thank you, everybody. You guys sound amazing today. If I do say so myself. So uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks, um, mentioned last week if you're in service, we're heading up to Vision Builders. For those that have been uh, part of C3 Norwood for at least one year or more, uh, know the month of June, first week of July, we talk about Vision Builders, and previously that is uh, called Rise and Build. And we're going to be kicking off that series, and, and that's where we talk about the vision and future for C3 Norwood and how we can be a part of that collectively and individually. In that series, we're also going to take the opportunity to talk about money and finances and our financial world, because we want to make sure people of C3 Norwood have every opportunity to thrive financially through wise decision-making and taking faith opportunities and knowing what the Bible says about money is a foundation for that, which, believe it or not, there's quite a lot in the Bible about money. Vision Builders is a key moment in our year, and as we reflect on progress that we've had from the last 12 months and years in the past, we look to make a commitment together as to what the next 12 months uh, could look like. As we look forward into and from that series of Vision Builders, it's a prime opportunity for a period of prayer and fasting. And we're doing that for 10 days. Uh, and today's message, Fast Forward, is about that fasting and that 10-day period uh, that we're going to head into. And we're going to do that from June the 10th. And so made up a hashtag, hashtag 10 from the 10th. Everyone say 10 from the 10th? 10 from the 10th. Uh, it just kind of coincidentally worked like that. And I, I like... Uh, taking those opportunities wherever they come. Uh, but there'll be more of those details soon, including how that lines up with uh, all in and prayer and uh, other opportunities. So to help us get ready for a period of prayer and fasting, it's not something we've done in recent times. Uh, I'm gonna do more of like a, a really practical, step-by-step -step teaching message about what is fasting as part of our broader Explore, Exploring My Stranger Bible series this year going to walk through what is fasting, what does the Bible say about it, what can you fast, once you know what fasting is then it'll make sense, what can you fast, why now, uh, and how does fasting fit in with vision builders and where we're at in C3 Nord. I'll talk about the details of fast, including more about the dates and the prayer opportunities, and then some practical advice for fasting. So firstly, what is fasting? Well, Who's heard of fasting in just any like medical, diet, spiritual sense of any sort? Okay, there's, there's 
quite a few people. I'm not going to assume that everybody has. And you might have heard about it from a health uh, or, or sort of diet. There's a few variations. It's like a 5-2 diet where you fast for two of the seven days of the week and they eat for the other five, hence the 5-2. The but Christian fasting is a little different. It's not, uh, it's not primarily about health or like health or um, physical goals that you might have related to that fasting. Christian fasting is about giving up needs of the physical body and exchanging them for those of my spiritual body, my spiritual being. Giving up the physical to focus on the spiritual. Traditional fasting is abstaining from types of food and drink for a period of time. Practically, you might then spend that time otherwise spent eating, you might spend that in prayer or reflection or reading the word, or maybe uh, spend that time later in the day in that same prayer, reflection, reading the word. But fasting is not just denying myself food, it's taking that time and seeking God in prayer to one, grow our relationship and intimacy with him. Because there's a spiritual thing that happens in the fasting. It's not just the, the physical giving up food and then spending that time. There's a spiritual part to it where we are, are focused and heightened in our sensitivity and awareness of God as we spend that time with him. Grow our relationship and intimacy. And secondly, to seek breakthrough and answers to prayer. So if you've got anything that you can think of where you are just like hitting up against the wall, whether it's financial, whether it's family and relationships, where any sort of circumstance, and that you cannot see a way through it, then I recommend, if you've never fasted before or it's been a while, you take this opportunity to jump all in. Because fasting is where we can see that sort of breakthrough. By making a physical sacrifice and spending that time and that focus in prayer, that's where we can see the breakthrough. And you might just see those things, those walls come tumbling down, those, that opposition just be gone by the wayside as you forge on through, through, through fasting and through prayer. Fasting was an expected discipline in both the Old and New Testament areas. Moses fasted uh, at least two 40-day periods that were recorded without food. Not encouraging or, or saying do that, but it's on record. Moses fasted at least two times. And then Jesus fasted 40 days as well. And that's quite well recorded in terms of temptation. And then he reminded his followers, when you fast. He didn't say don't or do. He said when you fast. It was kind of unexpected or a part of their, their Christian walk. And so he was teaching them about when you fast and gave them some guidance. Fasting is a biblical way to truly humble yourself in the sight of God. In, Psalms 30, in Psalm 35, King David says, I humble myself through fasting. How does that happen? Well, you're, you're laying down your physical needs and focusing on your source focusing on God, your spiritual source. And, and that's an act of, I'm not going to go out and find this food and make this meal and uh, do, do all of the works to create a meal. I'm going to focus on God. I'm going to humble myself and lay that down to focus on Jesus. Fasting can transform your prayer life into a richer and more personal experience and can result in dynamic personal revival in your life and make you a channel of revival to others. 
who, who could do with a little bit of spiritual revival in, in their walk with God, in their relationship. Fasting can create that, create that moment, that opportunity by laying aside physical desires to focus on Jesus, focus on prayer. Fasting and prayer are the only disciplines that fill, fulfill the requirements of 2 Chronicles 7.14, which you have on the screen. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Some of this is talking about Old Testament times, but if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. So fasting is a way of humbling yourself before God and then prayer, then I'll hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. The practice of regular fasting as normal Christian behaviour was taught by Jesus and, and, and it's recorded in books of Matthew, uh, chapter 6 and chapter 9, exercised by the early church in the book of Acts and has been the regular discipline of believers throughout church history. The practice of fasting in scripture usually includes but is not limited to abstinence from food as another word, fasting or abstinence. In Daniel, it's well recorded in Daniel's life, there's a period of abstinence from certain types of food. <coughs> and fasting may be engaged for various lengths of time. We're encouraging a 10-day fast. Uh, you can do one day fast, any length of time. We'll talk more about what that can look like in a moment. And a final part of this section, so we're doing it and offering it and setting it up for church to do together as a community, but it's completely voluntary. Under no circumstance should you ever fast out of obligation. Fast because somebody tells you to or you, th you think you have to do it. It's a matter of the heart and shouldn't be done out of that obligation. There's no requirement of church membership. It's not being part of the club and it's kind of a, your ticket or gateway into the family or the club. It's optional, but we highly encourage it because those of us who have done it have seen great results out of fasting. I myself have not in recent times done fast, but a few years ago, probably annually, did uh, some longer fasts like liquid or a yeah, mainly because of other things. And uh, probably the last substantial fast I did uh, was in my last year of uh, college. And, <coughs> excuse me, I've got a tickle in my throat. I'm trying not to cough into the microphone. Uh, last year of college, I think it was, uh, length of time doesn't really matter, but uh, it was, you know, it was a bit of effort. It was cool, prayer, fasting. And then, uh, right at the end of that fast, I had a really good conversation with somebody from Adelaide. And then two months later, we were dating, and pretty much on the first date, we uh, knew we were going to get married. And um, yeah, so fasting's good. <laughs> fasting is good. Uh, yeah, I, I reckon every time we've done a fast, you don't necessarily see results or answers in that fast period. Because the, the Bible also talks about uh, there's references to 
talking about spiritual matters in prayer where the answers are already on the way, but we don't see them in the physical because there is a spiritual battle going on as well. So we might be fasting and overcoming that thing now or from the 10th, 10 from the 10th. There we go, just, just drop that in there. 10 from the 10th. And we're gonna do that collectively as a church and individually and a family. And I'm believing you might not see those results on day one, you might not see them on day 10, but don't be discouraged because those answers are on the way. They are coming. So think, think of the, so if you've never fasted before, might be a next thing for you to do in your Christian journey, in your Christian walk in your relationship with God. If you've never done it before, never heard about it, talked in that context in church, jump on in and give it a go with us this time. If you have fasted before, then jump on in again to this together and let's see what amazing things can be accomplished through fasting and prayer as a church. Think of the power of the church. Join together, unified, for a season of concentrated prayer. It is something the devil doesn't want to happen. He will try and distract you and put obstacles and temptations in front of you. It's very, if you look at the story of Jesus in the desert, there were temptations through his fasting period. He doesn't want it to happen because he knows that spiritually we take ground when we're fasting and praying together and we're, and we're unified. Because when we're unified and focused, great things can happen. So what can you fast? Well, as previously mentioned, fasting is often about food and drink and giving that up. But there are other ways to fast too. I'll talk a little bit about some options you can do with food and drink and then some other alternatives. Uh, just five quick options and uh, at the end I'm gonna talk about where you can explore a little bit more. Juice fast is one and pretty popular in church world or even kind of in some health diets as well where you, you're just having juice and foregoing all, all other types of food and drink. Uh, one that I've typically done is a liquid fast, which is probably just a little bit more than a juice fast, maybe a slight cheap one, because it was kind of any liquid. Uh, not, I mean, not necessarily. Uh, I kind of threw in a few hot chocolates and stuff, which probably wasn't really the idea, and you probably shouldn't, <laughs> you, you, you probably shouldn't do that. Uh, but I've also done a liquid fast, which is like juices and soups, like, you know, not solid soups with like potatoes cut up in them and uh, you know, that's that sort of one. But just to make sure you're getting a bit of fruit and vegetables and uh, because in particular lines of work, you need to have your energy. You need to look after yourself and do it wisely and sensibly, depending on the type of work you do. A Daniel fast is also a popular one. And there's many resources that talk about Daniel fast, but that is based off what Daniel did in the Old Testament. And he abstained from all the kind of the lavish things that were, was in the kingdom that he was part of, uh, captured in, and he just had vegetables and water for his fast. You can also do other things, just fast one meal a day, or fast uh, kind of alternating, or kind of figure out what works practically and then spend that time in prayer and reflection. Or you might want to fast certain types of food, such as coffee or chocolate. 
uh, as two easy ones to pick that most people can relate to. I, I personally have been fasting coffee for 34 years. Uh, so, yep, <laughs> it's very good. Uh, it helps that I don't like the taste of it. Um, but just, just think about, uh, yeah, if, you, if you're not going to do a wide-ranging fast there across broad food types, then think of one thing that you might rely on or have out of habit to get through and do your day. Because if you think you cannot go without coffee, if you can't kind of operate in the morning before you've had that, that vital coffee, then that's probably a great place to start. It's a bit quiet in here. <laughs> I, I, I personally, and I'm not saying this in the Bible, I like to think of a fasting opportunity uh, as a personal challenge to prove to myself that I'm not addicted to chocolate or some other type of food. That if I can lay it down and spend, you know, sacrifice that thing and spend that time in prayer, then I, and just kind of break that habit and kind of cleanse and, you know, there's health benefits too, then, uh, then I'm, I, I find there's great benefit in that. And just knowing that, you know, I, I can break that reliance and, and then just, and it can take two or three days to kind of get rid of the headaches and kind of push through. It's kind of always a, an initial stumbling block in the first couple of days when you're making dietary changes. But if, if you do it wisely and prepare, and again, I'll help you with that later, uh, you can push through, spend that time in prayer, and then see great things on the other side. Coffee and chocolate aren't bad. I love chocolate, just quietly. Uh, but they could be symbols of anything else in your world that you have daily. It could be tea. It could be like a, a good cup of tea. It could be some other snack that you like or some other type of drink. It could be alcohol, a glass of wine at night. Uh, whatever you have to kind of rely on physically, these are the kinds of things that God might be speaking to you about now that you might want to lay down in that time. And to drop in some uh, really practical wisdom, if you've ever had an eating disorder or health problems related to diet, please seek medical advice before you do something particularly as drastic as kind of a, a liquid or juice type thing, even uh, cutting out a meal a day. Uh, so I can make some, uh, I'm sharing some experience and some uh, knowledge in the area of fasting, but I don't know your personal situation and uh, take medical advice. Whether food-related fasts are a, a medical challenge or not, uh, or you may feel led to abstain from something else or fast from something else, some activity in your day-to-day -day that is occupying your time, and if you gave it up, you might be able to focus your time on prayer and on your relationship with God. Some easy ones to think of could be Facebook or any social media, Instagram or the whole, the whole lot or one of them. Maybe it could be TV or apps like Netflix or Stan or KO for the sport lovers. It could be mobile phone use at particular times. So, you know, leave, leaving your mobile phone uh, Carmen's good at this. She leaves it in the kitchen when she goes to bed at night. I don't. Uh, but, you know, just to do change a habit so you can have time in the morning or the night to spend that time uh, praying or talking to your spouse. Uh, <laughs> she'll hear this on the podcast later. Um, yeah, or, or other types of technology. They're just kind of a few ones, but any sort of habit or activity you do through the day is taking up time that 
might be a challenge for you out of your habits to sacrifice, then that's a great place to start. So it doesn't have to be food related. There's plenty of options. The challenge there is to spend some of the time in prayer that you might otherwise doing that activity. Refocusing on our relationship with Jesus. And, and a word of advice with fasting is that when we're fasting, we shouldn't use it as a trophy uh, of our religious endeavour and piety. Jesus shared a warning in uh, Matthew chapter 6. And when you fast, don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do. For they try to look miserable. Oh, you walk up to work. Oh, I haven't had my coffee today. Oh, did I mention, you might not necessarily say this in your workplace, I don't know your workplace, but did I mention I'm fasting? Two hours later, oh, I got headaches. Did I mention I'm fasting? Yeah, I'm just so religious and so, so holy because I'm fasting. Did I mention that at lunch? Oh, I'm not having, I won't be joining you at the pub for pub lunch because did I mention I'm fasting? Or just, oh, and kind of struggle through that. I don't have much energy. Or just, that's what he's talking about. Don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do. For they try to look miserable and disheveled so people would admire them for their fasting, for their religiousness, for their uh, positioning of themselves above others. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get, is that public uh, acknowledgement in that moment. But when you fast, comb your hair. I don't, comb, I don't have a comb, so I don't know how... Yeah, comb your hair, wash your face. Do your day like you normally would. That's what it's talking about. Then no one will notice you're fasting except your father and who knows what you do in private. Your father who sees everything will reward you. So it's just talking about just... might be fasting, any sort of activity, any sort of food. But we're still to do our daily life still to go about our business, doing our thing. And what, it's not saying don't talk to anybody. It's just saying don't shout it from the rooftop about how holy and wonderful you are uh, because of a particular activity you're doing. But I would recommend uh, maybe someone from your dinner party or, or someone that, uh, a close friend or someone in the church, you talk to them about what you're fasting and you can hold each other accountable and encourage each other, particularly when you've got those coffee cravings or you, you really want to go out for steak uh, or, or you just want to jump on Facebook for, for something. Do find somebody to encourage you and walk you with you through this as well. It's not, a, not to say don't talk about it, just share it with someone to encourage you and keep you accountable. And it's about having some humility in it as well as part of not shouting it from the rooftops. So why now for fasting? So I'll give you uh, kind of a longer background on what fasting is and what it can evolve. Now, felt it's important to start with that for those that might not be aware of it. Now I want to talk about the why, particularly for your new idea, <clears throat> uh, particularly if you're new to the idea of fasting as part of Christian life. So that was the background and now's the why. We've had great progress and growth and opportunity last 12 months in C3 Norwood, but we don't want to be complacent. As soon as we start to be complacent, we drop back. It's like trying to swim upstream. As soon as you stop swimming or as soon as you stop paddling the kayak, you're going backwards. 
We don't want to lose momentum and be comfortable in dropping back from what God is calling us to. And that is making disciples and spreading his name throughout Adelaide. As an example, in recent years, we had uh, many people making decisions to follow Jesus in Sunday services. This year, we have seen other great things happen. We've had in C3 Kids at Easter, we saw a number of kids giving their life to Jesus. And we've had it happen in dinner parties. We've had a new chapel service this year, which is a huge milestone for us. And we've had a number of visitors and growth in our services. We've had the biggest services ever this year. While there's plenty of great stuff going on, we are believing for breakthrough in people making decisions for Jesus, particularly in our services. People making decisions and being discipled is at the core of our mission as a church. And we want to see that in services every week. So in this time of prayer and fasting, we are asking for you to pray and believe for breakthrough in the area of people making decisions to follow Jesus. Then, don't just fast and pray. Go and invite someone to church or to dinner party. Because there's a spiritual thing we need to pray for. There might be all sorts of things happening in their world, but Jesus uses us to make the invite. Some people do occasionally turn up to church through just happenstance. Um, so it's from Hamish and Eddie podcast this week. They were talking about happenstance. Um, but some people might just turn, turn up to church through various circumstances because God's kind of working some stuff in their world. But most people will come to dinner party or church because of a personal invite. So you are part of the solution. Pray and then invite. And uh, so... Yeah, don't just fast and pray, go and invite somebody. You're part of the answer. As we pray and believe for breakthrough and salvations as a church, believe that you'll see them in your world too. It's not just about praying for the church, but we're believing as you align hearts and align prayer with what's happening in the church, you'll see these same breakthroughs in your personal world with friends, colleagues, and family. Another big part of the why is vision builders mentioned at at this top. Three years ago, we changed from Rise and Build, which was focused on buying a building for C3 Norwood. We changed the name to Vision Builders because what Jesus is doing in our community and our city is bigger than just a building. It also brought in some of our beyond uh, Fiji, as you saw on the screen, and the local women's shelter that we support. We have had to shift our air to listen to what God is doing today and where he wants us tomorrow. Since that time, we have taken the lease on the ministry centre across the road. It wasn't what we expected and we're talking about five years ago. But boy, has it been a blessing. I don't think anyone could say it hasn't. Not just financially, uh, because of the combo and having super cheap rent here and a great facility across the road. Uh, because finding a place in Norwood that would do all of that is quite expensive. But also in the style and atmosphere of the place and the functionality. Visitors from other C3s who kind of know C3 culture and know us come in and say, this is so you. And now we're on the cusp of the next thing. We have talked for a couple of years about starting a second location from C3 Norwood. Another C3 in another part of Adelaide. This is a very real thing and something to be hugely excited about. 
is it's also the kind of thing that we need to be praying into now. Somewhere between here and there, in either location, we're still working towards and believing for a permanent own building as a centre for activity in C3 locations in Adelaide. Both the second location and new building are things that require a lot of prayer and breakthrough. Finances, seeking favour with councils and neighbourhoods that we might want to establish in. So here's the why again, praying for salvations, second location, building and physical presence, and also women's shelter in Fiji and our partnership over there. The details, again, for the fast, 10 from the 10th. Everyone say 10 from the 10th. You can throw on a hashtag if you want as well. 10 days starting on the 10th of June. Next Sunday, perfect, is Pentecost Sunday, as Brendan mentioned earlier, with the fasting to start the next day. Come along, be filled, uh, encounter the power of the Holy Spirit, and then we'll start the fast the next day. I should just thought that kind of lines up quite nicely with uh, what happened to Jesus. He got baptised, the Holy Spirit came upon him and then went into the desert and fasted. I'm not saying you're going into the desert, it'll be a bit hot in there, and it's winter, but yeah, <laughs> spiritually, you know, lines. I'm just mumbling, but I'm having fun. <laughs> uh, so with 10 days inclusive, that carries us through to Wednesday 19th of June. If you really want to count it out that it's not 10 to 20, but it's 10 to 19, you can, you're welcome to. Which, not so coincidentally, is the next all-in night where we have prayer and worship. What a better way to finish a season of prayer as a church than our monthly all-in night. A night of powerful prayer and worship. And if you haven't been to one before and you're going to be joining in on the fast, then this is the perfect opportunity to pack the place out to come together on the 10th day, right at the end of the fast, and just to pray and shout and declare a breakthrough in these areas and in your world as well. The power of unity of that sort of prayer. We have an amazing night seeking God together, and then afterwards, uh, we don't usually do this on that Wednesday night, we'll have a f few fast-breaking nibbles, or you could call it breakfast but fast breaking nibbles afterwards. <laughs> Break fast. Some practical advice, super quick. If you've never fasted before, jump on in, give it a go. It's a, a key part of a mature Christian life. If you have fasted before, then jump back in. Join us. Ask God what you should fast. If you've done the fasting from technology before, consider a food-related one. If you've done it the other way, then vice versa, or possibly both. If you need to, seek medical advice. Uh, unless you're fasting social media, I think your doctor would say that's a good thing. Uh, be wise about what you eat leading into a fast and out of a fast. I have done that not so wisely. And it can get a little bit uncomfortable at best, or it can be pretty unhealthy at worst. Uh, to that end, I've located a couple of articles from reputable churches on fasting, uh, other well-known ministries like International House of Prayer. I've linked those, and they should be on the community section of our site as of 10 o'clock this morning. So if you want to read more into fasting, get some advice, look at some juice things and some food things and some other things, uh, there are a couple of links there to help you 
uh, through the week and in preparation heading into the 10th. These articles go into more detail about background and benefits of fasting, including different variations of uh, and physical and spiritual preparation for fasting. Finally, have a Bible reading plan to help you through the fast. Also on that page is a link to a 10-day Bible reading plan based off uh, Daniel's fast. And also a link to uh, the Bible, uh, Bible app and other uh, Bible reading plans related to fasting as well. So from today, jump on to community.c3norwood.org.au. Got the link there. You can just go to our website. If you can't remember that, go to the C3 Norwood website, click on the community tab, follow the link through there, and all the details will be up there this afternoon. And for those of you who are volunteers, that's the homepage of Alvento. So you should see it when you check your roster next. Cool, ask George to pop up, please. Just ask everybody to stand. Just take a quick moment of reflection as we prepare to fast forward for our future. Let's just take a moment just to close our eyes and just to listen to the Holy Spirit. Just reflect and let him talk to you about how you can be a part of this fasting and prayer. What is he asking you to do, give up? How might you make this happen? Now think about it and pray about it this week. Go to the community section of our website for information and help and resources. Find a friend from dinner party, from church to help you and encourage each other through this 10 days from the 10th. Awesome, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, quicken and give us wisdom and courage and strengthen us through an exciting time of prayer. We pray and believe that we will see people making great steps forward, seeing breakthrough in their world, in the church too, in key areas. Pray and bless everybody here that everybody in some way, in some small way or some big way can be a part of this fasting. Awesome. Fantastic. Why don't we thank Nathan for coming, sharing, teaching us about fasting and how we can have breakthrough in our lives. I just want to, in this moment, just pivot quickly. So if you would just close your eyes for me. Because I spoke at the beginning about how Jesus said, He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. That means if we want to have a relationship with God, if we want to know God, we have to come through Jesus. And so if you're here this morning, and you've never accepted Jesus into your life, if you've never asked Him to be your Lord and your Saviour, you can do that here this morning. And it's that decision that begins a relationship 
with our Father in heaven. And so I want to give you that opportunity right here, right now. If you don't know Jesus, maybe you've known him in the past, but you want to come back today. I'm going to, in, in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand so that I can see it. And we're going to pray together to invite Jesus into your heart. We do this every Sunday because I don't know the condition of your heart and we don't want to leave a place like this without giving you the opportunity to accept Jesus. And you will find that as you ask him into your life, he will begin to transform and exchange every broken part of your life for something that's made new. So here in this place, I want to ask you to raise your hand if, if you don't know Jesus and you want to ask him into your heart this morning, or if you've known him in the past, but you've fallen away and you want to come back right now. Would you lift your hand so I can see it? We're going to pray together and ask Jesus to come into your heart and into your life. Who is there here this morning who wants to make that decision? One way of telling whether or not you need to make that decision is often your heart starts to beat quite quickly uh, because it's like a physical thing, but that's actually, I think the Holy Spirit is knocking on your heart saying, hey, I love you. I want to be with you and know you intimately. So if that is you and, and you've got that, but you, but you haven't put your hand up yet, you can just lift it up right now and we'll pray together. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you repeat after me as we pray and invite Jesus to be our Lord and our Savior. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross so that my sins can be forgiven. I'm sorry for all that I've done. Thank you for the cross. Please come into my heart and make me new. Thank you, Jesus, that I am saved. Amen.